All right, we're back once again for a uh, episode of the 78 Amp podcast, but with me on the microphone, slightly COVID affected, but uh, onto the tours nonetheless is one half of Holly Holly. Tim, how's it going, man? Good. Yeah, great to be here. Before we kick off, I've got to ask you, does talk you talking to me mean that you lost Scissors, Paper, Rock to Oscar? Um, not on this occasion. No, that, 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 that happened. That has happened. Sometimes it comes down like that, but this one, this one came my way. I think we got another <laughs> one. So the interviews get split a bit that way sometimes. Oh, okay. Well, to get things rolling, I like to get a bit of a sneak peek into the Spotify or Apple music, um, of, of your sort of music library and suss out what's been spinning in the playlist as of late. Um, I have been giving the, the Aldous Harding just released a record. Um, I think it's called Warm Chris. Yeah, Warm Chris, I think it's called. Um, and I'm, I'm a fan of hers and um, always enjoy what, what she does. So that's been getting a, a good spin. Um, <clears throat> there's this band called Glass Beams, um, like, like glass and beams as in like beams of light. Um, and I, I do, they're an interesting band. They haven't done much performing yet, but they're kind of a bit hyped and it's, it's sort of instrumental, um, what would you call it? Like instrumental jazz groove kind of music, but I really like it. And I've been listening to that a fair bit. What else? I mean, I, I mainly listen to, I listen to a lot of like old jazz and like Ethiopian jazz and stuff like that is kind of actually what I often have on and, and heaps of podcasts and and radio national so what i'm interested to know because you're not the first artist i've heard talk about ethiopian music so what is it about i guess that side of the world that that really resonates mm, i mean i guess it comes down to like um what like why do you go to music and like what are you seeking to you know get from it um and for me it's like often about I, I kind of use music often as mood setting. Like yeah. I, I, it, I, I use music to make me feel like how I want to feel um, often, uh, especially because I'm often using music in the background and so on. Um, and I mean, I, I think Ethiopian um, jazz, like there's, there's a tradition of like really high quality music there um, that's like just pleasant and stimulating for the brain to listen to. But it does have like this, this kind of like, I don't know, the instrument, the instrumentation choice, and um, the melody choices are a bit different from like classical Western jazz, and it's I don't know, it's enjoyable and it and it feels good and sounds good. Yeah, if it feels good, it's got to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, as we speak, you guys are, are somewhat in the middle of a, a big ass tour that's heading around the nation, and you're stopping everywhere from Mackay and Rocky, and and it'll end up sort of hitting every spot. But um, how's it been getting back into the tour cycle? after, you know, what's been a, a very long two years for the music industry? Um, how's it been? Yeah, well, good, great, fun. Like um, it, it was certainly the case that, you know, you, you don't really realise what you've got until it's gone kind of thing. Like we had been touring pretty solidly for, uh, I don't know, six or eight years or something before that. And I don't think I'd ever really even considered that it was possible that it would just grind to a halt like immediately um and you know there definitely is something good about realizing you know how how good it is and how special it is um and also realizing what parts of it are you know are the most important 
um, I found myself kind of missing the social side of it kind of, I guess, which is not maybe not that like surprising, but there's all this stuff that happens when you're on tour where you're like, you know, you're in airports and in tour vans and in green rooms, like hanging out with the support bands or, you know, the local crew and just like talking and telling stories. And, and that is really fun. And, and I guess because you kind of, you've got this purpose of like, Oh, the show tonight. And, you know, everyone's talking, Oh, what songs are we going to do? And, getting to know the support bands and stuff like it's exciting it's fun and and then the shows themselves like there's nothing i can see why people get addicted to you know performing because it's there's nothing quite like it to like get onto a stage and there's all these people you know singing the songs and and people for whom the music means something um it's it's super fun and and it's scary which is kind of nice like it's scary to be unsure if it's going to go well and you know terrified that you're going to like fuck it up but um it's been good good to get back we've only done four shows back um but we've had some north queensland's always wild um and really like cool audiences so it was a good way to start it well i mean just on north queensland obviously you know being from brizzy as uh myself and max uh, my other co-host are we we get up there a little bit but what is it about those regional centers that really i guess changes or not changes but um provides a different experience to that of you know the big cities because bands don't always hit those those smaller towns yeah i mean we it was just something we, we haven't gone up that many times we went we did one other tour in north queensland and and then we went up there with groove in the moon so we've been up twice now three times i think our agent was just like oh you know this is an option like do you want to try this and we did the first run um, I mean, it's a beautiful part of the world and it's, it's, I, I actually do love dro- like doing a leg of the tour driving. Cause you oftentimes we're just flying and it's, it's really nice to kind of wake up in a hotel and then, you know, jump in a van and spend five hours in the car, which I, it goes so quickly on the road for some reason. And that can be a great time to like decompress or, you know, do, do this and that. And then, yeah, beautiful part of the, the country, you get to see like the, see the beautiful natural environment and then i think there is something to the fact that the audiences don't like they're different to capital city audiences in the sense that they don't have an endless supply of musicians coming and going like every night of the week and every weekend and so when you do come especially if they are somebody who has listened to holy holy and knows the records inside out and you know the music means something to them <clears throat> it's it's exci- it's you know it's a really special moment for them and and it's hard to understate how much we on the stage can like feel what the audience is feeling. Like when you come out and there's an audience and they're not really feeling it, they're not really into it. Um, you can, you can tell like immediately, like straight away as soon as you walk out. And similarly, when you, when you walk out and it's an audience that are absolutely like vibing and amped and super excited to be there, like that energy just like washes onto the stage and really affects how we play. And and we found that with, um, I always have this memory of a gig we did in Townsville when um, we, like, the room was full and light, like, it was dark lights and, and we were about to go on stage and one of our stage techs was up on stage, like, just checking everything and, um, like, sort of checking everything. And then they press this button and we've got this button that triggers this, like, string sample and it's the first sound of one of our songs, which is Maybe You Know, and it goes, like, dun-dun. Dun, 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 dun. and that he played that song which wasn't meant to come through front of house but it did and so just that one string sound just just pumped out over the crowd and the crowd just went off 
and we were backstage like about to go on and we were like oh shit like they are pumped and because yeah. they were we were and it was like a really fun special show and that was that was in townsville so you know there's a good good memory so good to get back and um and play those rooms absolutely well you you mentioned that you know you've been having to do a, a bit of you know the van the van touring um like a lot of smaller bands and and i guess uh little locals would be used to but i'm interested to know what does a day of you know driving around in the van look like for holy holy is it a mad scramble you know f- run to sound check get it, all your shit sorted then straight onto the stage or do you have time to have a coffee do a wordle do a quirtle if you're feeling brave enough mm-hmm. I, guess, I guess a bit of a, a peek behind the scenes yeah i mean it's different it's it, it depends like you know where, like where the show is and and yeah like just the actual logistics of like where we need to be and by what time and so on like um but generally it's not too like once we're in a city um or like once we're in a, in a state or in a region like oftentimes we'll fly into a region and then we'll do a few shows once we're there it's usually reasonable like we'll wake up like um and we, well, oscar and i usually share a hotel room so you'll wake up like in a hotel room with oscar there the alarm will go off and then it's kind of like, you know, jump in the shower, kind of like freshen up, pack all your shit back into the same suitcase. Down that, down in the elevator, like we have like lobby call where like the whole, everybody in the touring party, so it's the band and, and, and the tech team and stuff all kind of meet down in the lobby, jump, jump in a car, you know, yeah, usually we'll have time to like stop for a coffee and a bite to eat that maybe in the, in the car and then get to the venue. Like it's, it's changed a lot also over time. Like, you know, obviously when we were starting out, you know, we would be like lugging all our own gear and lugging it in and yeah. like, you know, setting, setting a lot of the gear up ourselves. And we just have one, one um, sound person with us. Um, but we're lucky now that we have like a, a tour manager and sound engineer and a monitors engineer and a lighting um, person. And sometimes we have a stage tech as well. Um, and so nowadays I, I don't actually like, like set up any of the equipment or and sometimes I don't even have to sound check if I don't want to like if they're like everything's good we've got it all dialed like they'll, they'll check my vocal they'll check my guitar and if I want to I can just like walk out on stage when it's time to perform and that's the first time I'll have stood in that spot although to be honest I don't do that often because because I like to know what it's going to be like and oftentimes, yeah. we're, because we none of us live in the same city, um, so we're often using our sound checks as rehearsals. Like we're often like, okay, what are we doing tonight? Oh yeah, we're going to do that song. We haven't done that song in a while. Let, let's run it. Let's run it a couple of times. Or um, we also we do like to have guests. Like if, if somebody like when we're in North Queensland, for example, Tia Gostello's from Mackay, so she rolled. She came down to Mackay, and we were like, oh, let's do that song that we, you know, we we collaborated on. Um, and so we were kind of like in the sound check checking things. So. Um, but yeah, get to the venue, you know, have a few drinks on the rider, do a little sound check. And then I actually usually like to try and sneak away then back to the hotel before the show. And I usually like have a shower and yep. do my, I do like a vocal warm up and stuff now. And sometimes just like read for maybe like 20 minutes or something just to kind of get um, like Zen Yeah. And then, and then roll back to the venue, do some warm ups with Oscar. Like we usually we'll play some acoustic songs backstage and and kind of get amped up and then it's ears on you know like yeah we have a huddle before we go on um and like bit of a like huddle with the band and a you know remembering why we do it and and to go out and have fun and and to give everything and then we go out and do it 
and just do your thing. Do you, I mean, you guys have been doing it for a little while now. Do you, are there still any pre-show jitters or is it more just, this is what I do, I'm going to go out and smash it, let's do it? Um, I mean, I, yeah, we have been doing it for a long time. Actually, it was funny, um, Facebook today did that thing and it, and it said, oh, this is a photo from 10 years ago and it was one of the first shows I ever did with Oscar in, at a venue in Brisbane and I was like, wow, so that's 10 years we've been playing together it was before that gig wouldn't have been called holy holy but it was like shortly after that that we started using the name holy holy yeah um and i i've like had stage nerves for most of that time like eight eight of those years i would say pretty bad um all my nervousness was pretty much related to lyric memory just lyric i always was terrified that i'd just be singing and then I'd just get to a line and just be like, oh, and just not know the word. And, and I guess look like an idiot, I guess was my fear. Yeah. Um, and then I think may, I'm not exactly sure what happened, but maybe a couple of years ago, it might've been, I mean, Oscar did, Oscar has always been said to me like one, you know it. So don't like stress about it. And two, no one cares at all. Um, but I think I also, I had a couple of gigs where I, that did happen where I did completely forget lyrics and I, I, had a, I had a gig recently where we were playing True Lovers, which is our biggest song by like heaps and the song <laughs> I've played a lot. And I just, the song started and it, True Lovers starts with the chorus. It goes like, True Lovers, that's the first line. And I just came in with the wrong, I was just like, she caught me looking and just like the first verse. And, and Ryan, our drummer's just like playing, just going like, no, that's not the right part. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, it feels like because it was like it fit the part, but it was wrong. And anyway, no one cared. I, I actually don't think anyone noticed. Yeah, literally nobody in the audience noticed anyway. And, and so now I'm just like, uh, I do. I, I try and do my due diligence and practice and know the work. And then after that, I'm like, uh, I just do my best. And that's been that's been liberating. But there there is still some degree of like nerves. But that's not like it's a, it's a nice amount. It's just an, an amount that makes you feel alive and. Yeah, you know, I think gives you some extra energy on stage. Like, I wouldn't want it to be completely like, oh yeah, like you know, just at work. Like, it's exciting still. Let's rewind a little bit and take it back to 2021 because you dropped your latest album, "Hello My Beautiful World," and it peaked number four on the ARIA charts. As I'm sure you're well aware, but uh, it saw this huge wave of success. And I guess from your perspective, you know, you were, you know, the cycle usually goes drop an album album and tour it for a year year and a half but you're unable to bring it to the live stage um does that change how you feel about the release does it feel any less impactful now for you uh now that you're performing it so much later does it still hold that same sentiment so much of our lives like changed with the pandemic you know like my life at my non-music life my life at home and you know, the school's being closed and so my kids aren't going to school and my, like my, my, my wife's from Sweden and we can't see her family and, you know, just day-to-day life is so strange. So, like, the strangeness of the album cycle was in amongst a whole, you know, universe of strange experiences and things that I never thought that we would face. Um, and, you know, not all of them were bad, there, there was something that was really great about not being on the road for two years and, and like spending way more time at home because it, it like, I'm not like complaining and I'm, I'm not like sort of saying like, Oh, like, woe is me. 
but it is the case that as a touring musician, I just, there's a lot of things that I miss, uh, you know, like I miss this party and that, you know, this person's 30th and this person's wedding and th- this Easter and this thing. And I love touring. I absolutely adore it. So, but, it, but it was kind of interesting to be like, Oh my God, like this is what it would be like if I didn't tour. Like I'd, I'd probably be a bit more involved in my local community and, um, you know, get to attend a few more things. Um, but yeah, and the album coming out, I mean, it's interesting, you know, we, we really do. We, we put so much work and thought and love and heart into the records and you know, trying really our best to just make something worthy. Um, something that's got any worth in the world that people will like. Um, and that will mean something to us and will stand up to time and so on. Um, and it's, it is always interesting because, you know, you can look in from the outside and be like, Oh, you know, number four and on the ARIA chart and stuff, but it, as, as, you know, as us who released it, it was, it wasn't like I sat back and went, Oh my God, we killed it. Like, yes, I was just kind of like, okay, all right, you know, just like holding on for dear life and just hoping that it wouldn't get completely trashed. Um, but, but it's, it's, I, one thing about this last record was as we were making it, I, I enjoyed listening to it. Like I would listen to it when it was in its demo stages. And I, th- I think it's a beautiful record and a beautiful piece of work and so i was satisfied and as to touring it um i don't know i guess i guess i'll know more after we've done this tour but i'm hoping that especially because this weekend's the first weekend this weekend is the first weekend we play in a big city you know sydney this weekend is at the end more and it'll be interesting to see how the new songs go and the degree to which we can sense you know whether people have you know deep dived into the record and and like you know, falling in love with various deep cuts and so on. Um, but I hope so. Yeah, well, I mean, on that, obviously people have had a, a lot of time to to really digest the album and learn the lyrics and, and all that sort of thing. So, you know, through that album, there's a lot of different sounds, you know. There's no real song that sounds exactly the same. So how do you decide what makes a cut on the set list and what doesn't? Have there been any personal favourites that have hit sort of the cutting room floor? Um yeah it's 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 an interesting um process um we we are i guess we we do try and think about what people would want like um you know there's a part of us that would probably like to just play the, you know all the new record because it's super exciting and fun and the songs have never been played and um you know we haven't even played them so sometimes the way we write we never perform them together as a band. Like they're written as like, oh, this drum sample and then, oh, this bass line and this vocal and where they're sort of built up, you know, but so they're never actually performed as a band until we go on the road. Um, but I remember Oscar and I were having a coffee and um, at a cafe in person and had the laptop open and I have this document with like every song we've ever written and you can kind of drag them into various orders and so on. And And he was talking about when he went and saw Neil Young and, you know, if, if, like when you go and see Neil Young, you want to you want to hear you know Harvest and you want to hear all the songs that, that mean something to you. And so, we try to kind of remember that and just choose choose the ones that we you know we are really excited about on the new record. But um, and there are certain songs that you know we all, like we always play True Lovers. Um, we we pretty much always play Sentimental Monday. And that's that's for that's one one of the reasons is that people love it, but it's also just it always feels good to play, and it's like it feels like a good work, and 
and who knows? I don't know how much longer we'll play for. So you know, we've, we've the, the song's got to be out there while while it can. Um, but yeah, and then in terms of the new record, I guess yeah, we're playing like the songs that were on the radio because they're the ones that people know. Of which there's three, I think. Um, and then it's just a couple of other ones that that I, I guess there's one song called "I'm um, So Tired," um, and it has this coda, has this like outro thing that. I knew in the studio when we wrote it, I was like, I can't wait to do this live. Like it was kind of, it was almost there for the live moment, you know? So I kind of knew from the beginning that that was definitely going to make it. And it's been fun, um, you know, road testing that. Um, well, before I let you go, for fans at home thinking, you know, I like one or two songs by Holy Holy, but I'm not sure whether I want to see them live. Do I, don't I? What's your full 100% bias reasoning to tip them into snagging a ticket and coming along. Uh, I mean, I thought it's it's a funny one to answer that question. I mean, I, I think it's it's a fun live show. Um, uh, we've got so Queen P um, is an artist that we collaborated with on the record, and she she comes around the country with us, like oftentimes supporting with her band, but also like get coming up and singing as a guest with us, which is a really nice moment in the set. And we also have um, Clues, who are from, who are like a sister duo from Molly Morgan, New South Wales, um, and they're they're sort of almost in holy holy for this tour. They're singing backup vocals on a bunch of different songs, um, and they add heat, like add a lot of. They're such great performers and great singers, and it adds a lot to the show. Um, and like everybody in the band, like Oscar's in, Oscar on guitar is like he's sort of like a savant on guitar. And it's you know it's really an honour to be in a band with him and and to, to get get to hear him play, you know through a beautiful big PA at a big theatre like the Enmore, um, you know it's 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 amazing it's really impactful, and he has he has these ways of, you know, like we were talking about earlier about mu- music making you feel something like through his chord chord choices and sound and pedal choices and so on like he will subtly make you feel emotions that you know that you'd have no kind of control over. And Ryan Strathy, our drummer, like he's just an absolute joy to watch. And Graham Ritchie on bass, um, you know, he, he's incredible as well. And we have a lot of fun and we jump around and got these incredible lights and stuff for this show. It's a, it's a fun show. And um, I think, you know, we, a lot of people message us after and, and say that, you know, they, they, um, they, you know, that they hadn't seen a show like that before. Um, so I think it's worth it. Well, I tell you what, if that doesn't How's convince that? someone, yeah, <laughs> if that doesn't convince someone, I don't know what will. But for all those listening, if you can't make it to the end more, holy holy, on tour nationally until June, dates all over the country. You cannot miss it. Head to their website to find the show closest to you. If you want to give them a listen, their fourth album, Hello My Beautiful World, is still on high rotation everywhere. Get your ears around that. Tim, thank you so much for spending the time with us tonight. Thanks, Sam. It was good to chat. And you-